Welcome to morning prayers. At this time, I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in the reading of Psalm 28, which is found on page 14 in your Psalter. O Lord, I call to you. My rock, do not disregard me. For if you hold aloof from me, I shall be like those gone down into the pit. Listen to my plea for mercy when I cry out to you, when I lift my hands towards your inner sanctuary. Do not count me with the wicked and evildoers who profess goodwill towards their fellows while malice is in their heart. Pay them according to their deeds, their malicious acts, according to their handiwork, pay them, give them their deserts. The Lord is my strength and shield, my heart trusts in him. I was out, and my heart exalted, so I will glorify him with my song. The Lord is their strength. He is a stronghold for the deliverance of his anointed. Deliver and bless your very own people. Tend them and sustain them forever. Amen. Today's reading is taken from the Epistle of Paul to the Romans, chapter 3, beginning at the 22nd verse. This righteousness 
is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. He ends the reading. So first of all, thank you everybody for coming to morning prayer this morning on Halloween. I know this is a big holiday in America. Uh, personally, though, as a German and as my British girlfriend can testify, it actually took me a while to come around to this holiday because as a son, grandson, great-grandson, and nephew of what is basically a small army of Lutheran ministers, <laughs> where I grew up, Reformation, uh, the 31st of October was first and foremost Reformation Day. For it was today, exactly 499 years, that the young monk, young German monk by the name of Martin Luther, walked up to city church, took out a hammer and nails, and posted his 95 theses at the portal, which triggered the Protestant Reformation. In his thesis, Luther argued that unlike what his own church, um, church's practice of indulgences, had suggested, forgiveness cannot be earned by us not through money to the church, not through good deeds, not through piety, and not even through coming to morning prayers on Halloween. <laughs> Instead, as the passage we just read emphasizes, we are all justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So why do I tell you this story? For one, of course, because I know that if I didn't, I'd probably run into a bit of trouble with my family. Um, but I also tell you this story because I deeply believe that Luther's message of abundant forgiveness still has to tell us something today. And let me illustrate this with a personal story. As I said, having grown up in a Lutheran pastor's household, abundant forgiveness was internalized in everyday life. And I actually do not remember a single time that either my father or my mother ever got angry at me. To many, this may sound like a dangerous mix of paradise and anarchy. Um, and admittedly, for a long time as a child, I simply relished this liberty. And I was sulky, sometimes selfish, and probably only really disciplined by my older siblings, who were reliably less forgiving than my parents. But then, on an evening in March, about 10 years ago, all of that should change. I still remember it like yesterday. I was about 13 years old, and I came home from football. And I remember my dad sitting there in the living room, watching TV, and he must have heard me, because he called to ask how I was. That day, though, being a classic 13-year-old, I didn't really feel like talking, so I just pretended I didn't hurt him and rushed into my room. So far, there isn't much to that story. To be sure, what I had done wasn't exactly nice, but wasn't it a very minor sin, really, for a 13-year-old? The problem was, though, that in this night, my father passed away. He had a heart attack during his sleep. Nobody had expected this. Nobody could have known. My entire family was heartbroken, still is heartbroken. My mother never married again and we never spent a single Christmas at home again 
simply because we could not, we cannot bear to celebrate there without him. I soon realized, however, that I had something more on my plate, an additional pain. Because in the last conversation I had with my father, I had ignored him. I had missed my last words with him. Of course, nobody in my family ever reproached me for it. And I know that my own father had forgiven me in the very second he had realized what had happened. But to an extent, it was this very knowledge of being forgiven by my family, by my father, by God, that was part of the pain. And I didn't really understand why at first. But then I realized that I had failed to grasp something about Luther's message of forgiveness. Not only in this night, but over all these years. Because I had interpreted his message simply as some kind of a carte blanche to do whatever I want. At this moment of pain, this night of pain, I realized, however, that being forgiven wasn't just a liberty. That being forgiven actually came with a responsibility to show unto others the same kindness, the same care, and the same forgiveness that God has shown unto us. And as the Lord's Prayer says, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Having failed to show this kindness to my own father and not having had the chance to make up for this showed me how hollow and even cruel the feeling of being forgiven can become if we fail to use it as a basis to do good. This realization was pivotal for my own life, for it instilled in me the ambition to give back, to dedicate my life to public service, and ultimately to come here to the Kennedy School to, go, uh, to study government. But what does Luther's message mean for the rest of us today, almost 500 years after he nailed his message to the church portal? Well, the conclusion is ultimately up to you. As you've seen in my story, it can just be a very personal experience. But in a moment when this country, like my own country, Germany, experiences mutual intolerance, prejudice, and judgment, where we are moving towards an election only in a few days, where we see people voting and speaking and acting in, in ways that we may want to judge, that me, we may want to condemn, it may be worth thinking twice about what our lips actually say when in a moment we recite the Lord's Prayer, asking God to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. Thank you. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
And now I would invite you to stand as you are able and join in the singing of our hymn, God Moves in a Mysterious Way. It can be found on page seven in your bulletin. you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with loving kindness and grant you peace. Amen. Amen.